cliffcentral.com. Well, hello, hello, hello there. Of course, those Tibetan singing bowls means that it's time for Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. I'm Liesl Tom. Good to be with you in studio with us, controlling Palesa Maboye. And then, of course, as always, Shemaine. Mm, the loudmouth. Hello. Glad to be here, as always. And it's so great that you've taken the time to join us. Um, hope you're going to listen to the podcast again and again, because I think Marietta is going to give us some information. Oh, there we go. I said Marietta, and I did not even say who's in studio. <laughs> so we've got the very well-known Marietta Tienison, um in studio with us on Cliff Central on Beyond Ears and Eyes. So Marietta, very welcome. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this is a foreign world to you. No, it's very much. (laughs) I love this world. (laughs) So you're comfortable sitting here with us. Yes, I am. We met one another years ago on um, the Anerkant. The Anerkant um, van Hidikant. <laughs> yes. And it was, you know, it's channeling. You One, yeah. of, one of the things that you do, I'm saying one of the things because you have different disciplines that you work in or modalities. Which one do you prefer? It doesn't matter. It's, okay. it's just a word. Uh, there you go. See, it's already starting. The wisdom is starting to pop out. So, um, and then uh, that was how many years ago on the Anerkant? And people just basically wanted to know about granny and grandma and dad and all that. So, so, and that is partly why we got you on the show because we want to hear about that, that, that world. Today though, Lee, we're not doing how's grandma doing or how's granddad doing. Um, unless Marietta's got something. Unless grandma that. comes through and she says, she and pats she, you on the shoulder and says, yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, no, I think today what we're going to talk about is the difference between Channeling a medium, being a psychic, mm, mm. and then also, you know, your life yeah, as your someone who is in touch with the other side. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into it. What's the difference between a medium and a psychic and a channel? Do you call it a channeler? A channel? No, actually, um, the channeling is part of everything because it's basically being tuned into a different space okay. or getting the inspiration from. A different space than the known world. And even from this world, I easily get channelings because I'm in touch with plants and animals and trees and everything that has energy can basically be, I'm a recipient to any energies that are around us even, not even when I look at the other side of the Anakant, like we call it. Mm-hmm. it. That is mediumship. To actually tap and channel people that have moved on is part of mediumship, which I cancelled out a bit because it has a lot to do with clear audience, which is the hearing. When I started in 19 or 20 years ago with the Van Rooyen case, I actually prayed the hearing away because I would wake up in the middle of the night and talk in different languages and talk in different, you know, and scream because of the children being abused and misused. And I actually prayed it away because I couldn't sleep anymore. So I superseded in 1994 the mediumship with clairvoyance. In other words, I moved into wanting to see Mm -hmm. and also feel, which is the psychicness, and the feeling has become stronger and stronger. And in, in, in fact, it's very often a difficult 
part of myself and of living in a normal world because you're spaced out most of the time. You tap into everybody's feelings. I'm a sponge to everybody's emotions. Um, when I speak to somebody on the phone, I know exactly what's going on. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a different way of life. So the channeling takes place at all times because one either has these receptions like channels, like Cliff Central is a channel, but I tap into all kinds of radio stations at the same time, and that is all channeling. You have said so many things that I had like about 10 questions and I'm trying to, to not stop you because everything you said was so interesting. But okay, I want to go back to where you started with the Van Royen case where you said you didn't want to hear. You'd rather now, you know, you'd see or sense. Mm. So aren't they both equally intense or what makes the one easier to handle than the other one? The mediumship I wasn't in control of. We you mean in the beginning or yeah yeah uh-huh. um, with the clear voice I could take a step back, so, so you can see. So I put myself into the murderer's shoes or into the, ch- the victim's shoes at choice. Where with the mediumship you wake up and you're suddenly in sweat and you have the experience of a victim or of the murderer, and you actually are in shock. How is it that you can get those experiences, but generally we don't as humans uh, get those kind of experiences? You know, in a way, it's like a talent. If you're a good sport person and you practice well enough, you become a perfect sport person. You become good at your at your game where I am maybe in a natural um um, psychic clairvoyant because I can remember from the age of two I know that I had nappies on so that was just before I was two that I saw I see dead people you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it was a matter of I was born with this gift in a way a gift or a curse you can call it both ways because it's both Mm-hmm. It's a gift and a curse because it has become a calling very early in my life and a calling is not to be um, taken lightly. So I burdened myself in a lot of ways with a calling that is wasn't really run-of-the-mill career, wasn't run-of-the-mill anything. Mm-hmm. And way before my time because I mean when I as a child saw things looking out of the window or experiencing fairies and gnomes which I do by the way mm-hmm. it wasn't my imagination it was something that was real for me and luckily my parents didn't completely suppress it but my parents would say you're just not normal so I had this imprint of being not normal which was quite a thing for me and it has also been something for my younger daughter that she tried to be so hard to be normal um which is a which is a curse mm-hmm. because in the end you don't fit into any group you choose friends either wisely or very reluctantly and when you choose them you still get stuffed over if you're not careful because you're so trusting or you're so open or um it, it you're not part of the normal run of the mill people you're not and you can't be and you cannot experience the world like typical intellects do because you're living from a kinesthetic, from a feeling point of view, all together, all the time, at all times, with all senses. 
and then still having a practical life. Luckily, I was a single mom my whole life and I had to bring up two kids so I couldn't drift off with the bloody fairies mm-hmm. because I had to earn the money for each end of the month and I had to deal with children that were going through puberty and all so kinds of stuff. Normal, normal, everyday very, kind of very, life very. as a woman. And so I you became, understand yeah, became very practical. But also today my channeling has become much more wiser because there's nothing in life that I didn't experience from abuse to, you know, all kinds of things that women experience. I had it all in, in a negative way, if you want to call it negative. But when you look at it from where I'm now, I'm glad that I'm now over 60. I've experienced all of this. I can look forward to, say, the next 10, 20 Whatever years, mm. and I can look back and say, this has made me so strong, so wise, so experienced. Um, life was such a big adventure, and and at a certain time of one's life, one is so solidly within yourself that to hell with everybody else. I do what I do, and I love it. You know, you either live your passion or you die. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it's all in all that. I believe that if you plug into the light in any way of um, dealing with life and living life, um, you're close to God and God is love and love is God. You know, mm. it's it's just that. And maybe that's what the channeling also is for me today, that I give people hope. I see the way they go. I see their life um, path that they choose and I can show them another one. So whether it's with my psychicness, I use the psychicness, the clairvoyance, the clear sentient, which is also the psychicness, the clear audience, the hearing. I use all senses. Like this morning, I nearly threw up because a lady came in and her brother is a full alcoholic and his liver is done. So I mm-hmm. wanted to just throw up. And I know then that that is my psychicness, unfortunately, because I feel everything. And I'm a medical clairvoyant, so I pick up very quickly what is wrong with people. Um, I use all senses to read a person within an hour or when I have an audience. Like, you know, I tap very quickly into their life story. It's like paging through a book of 500 pages of their life and I just pick up what is important and have that important message for someone. So for me, channeling is nothing nothing like that, but it's just an extra gift, an extra talent, and I use more of the brain than the normal person does because I use the creative side of the brain much more than the intellectual side. Mm. So for me, who has written this song? Was it um, Beethoven? Was it Brahms? I couldn't be bothered who it was. I just love it. Don't give me names and figures and stuff because it's not of importance. It just takes me out of my senses to my head where most of the people live, and it has no pleasure to live in the head mm. because it's ego-based. Um, information or knowledge is not really important. Our experiences bring us wisdom. It's very different to knowledge. Your childhood must have been very lonely because nowadays we are aware that there are people who have this natural ability and we'll get to to how how us mere mortals can learn how to to unlock our own psychic abilities but in those days before social media before this was considered normal you you as a, a child with that gift and and you called it a curse um that must have been very difficult for you. It was because, unfortunately, my parents put me into a convent. 
So I was badly abused in a convent because somehow the nuns figured out that I was somewhere else and that I was seeing things and um, I was badly abused. So it wasn't a very empowering process, but in fact, a very, and I wouldn't talk at home because I thought my mother gives me another hiding if I tell her that I've been naughty. And um, luckily in the end, I was expelled, you know, so that was great. That was just the best thing that could have happened to me because (laughs) I also had to experience the fact that um, religion isn't safe. Mm. And nuns are not just good people. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I always had an angel somewhere because even in the convent, there was one nun that was absolutely my angel. And I met her just before she passed on years after I had been out of school. So, I yes, my childhood was, but I had a few very good friends and one friend that I still have now after over 45 years. She said a year ago to me, you know what, you were pretty normal. And I said to her, thank you for that compliment because we played like other kids play. She just knew that I had this weird and wonderful imagination. She would say, tell me another story, what you see. So she saw it differently. And she would tell her mom about the stuff that I told her. And they they loved it. They just took it as... I have a good imagination, you know, and when I saw the loved ones that had passed away or a child that was around because there was an accident the day before, they took it for granted that this was for real. There was nobody judging me because everybody knew that this is happening, you know, clairvoyance and clairaudience or psychicness isn't from just 100 years ago. It's been there for ages and ages, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been always there. But yes, they burned the witches on the stake, and I'm sh- I'm quite sure, and I know that I've been burned many times because the wild women weren't accepted, you know. So are you saying that this is your umpteenth time, what, I don't know how many, as yeah. as a, a, a clairvoyant or a, a psychic? or? Can, can I just jump yeah. in there? Mm, this yes, this is very interesting. Do you think this gift is something that the soul carries through through yeah. the different lives? Yeah, I'm just good at it. So, yes, it always had its meaning why I had to have it. And I believe in this lifetime that I have to work off a lot of karma or family karma because I have had generations of my mum's side. They all committed suicide. So, obviously, there's a lot of karma to be um, worked off here. And in serving people, you do that. Okay, because I'm just thinking, how can you do it? You know, I mean, because my actions, certainly it, it affects you, but, you know, it's not like you can do anything about it. No, you it. can. All if right. you today, for your child, which you have, mm-hmm. start changing your behavior patterns that you've taken on very often from your mother or your grandmother, mm-hmm. and you change that around and you bring up your children in a different way, you change generations thereafter. Because you're more conscious, you're more aware, you know what your mistakes were or what your previous generation's behavior patterns were, and you change them. Mm. With that, you change a whole generation. Amazing. So you, 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 this is not nothing to do with our conversation at all, but you, uh, you earlier mentioned um, that you would have stories of it. You'd see a child that was, you know, that died yesterday and so on. So how, how long? I thought the spirit takes a while before it, it shows you, hey, I'm good. I th- in fact, when I say, I thought it's just humans take longer than animals. I know that apparently animals can do that instantaneously, but humans take a while. 
That's just bullshit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, so break it down to us. Is it, is it the type of person? So, so when can you no. come out and say, listen, I'm not stuck or listen, I'm, I'm ready to Immediately. Go. Immediately. Sometimes it's a bit difficult because somebody has been, for instance, if somebody passed on with severe cancer, they might be still a bit drowsy because of the morphine or Mm -hmm. medication. But for me, it's no problem whatsoever. Are you saying that physical medication has an impact Mm. on the soul? Shortly thereafter, yes. So they come through like they're in space and they show me how dense they are because of chemicals. So in the end, the the soul needs to first rid itself of this heaviness of chemicals because it's not the way the soul wants to go. The soul would love to go in a gentle way with gentle medicines, with no harsh... um, you know, no harsh invasion. Mm. So even an accident or something like that can still impact on the soul because it's a shock. Mm. So Is yes, that why, but, why sometimes mm. you hear them say, but, you know, I, I went there and, you know, it was house to let because, you know, that purgatory yeah. thing that the church mm. talks about. I know mm. you have really bad experiences with the Catholic church. But, no, but the no, one no, no, thing no. that they did teach no, no. is you know, that, you're between mm. la- or that you can get stuck between Yes, you lives. can, especially when you commit suicide. But otherwise, you don't get stuck between lives. You don't. Mm. Unless you're really a non-believer as well. It's easier for be- for believers to move over quicker because they know what where to expect going. and where they're going and even if they believe they will meet Jesus that's what they will believe what they believe they will meet because that's what we are out there to do if you want to meet your mother in the afterlife first you will first see your mother because you have your dream world come true first of all before you go into the other levels yeah you do so sh- shall we walk on to the channeling thing you just started touching on because you mm. know th- that so maybe maybe we can you can explain to us how many or what different types there are um, of channeling, you know, the various forms. Okay, I w- yeah, I wouldn't be able to put it into intellectual terms because for me it's swifting or moving from one into the next very naturally. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like. If I've, when I've written my book, it was never about I'm going to do this chapter and that chapter. I just spit out the book because it was a complete channeling of the experiences that I had. It took, and every writer will say to you, the book takes on its own life. So Mm. it's a channeling in any way, a channeling process. So that's already a channeling process. Any creativity in the end is a channeling process. When you have these inspirations, what to ask or what to say, it's not because you're really into your intellect. You will in the end um, build up your intuition. Your intuition will guide you to what is correct, who to phone, who not to phone. When you think of your friend and your friend phones an hour later, that's channeling, that's guidance, that's intuition, that's the connection that you have via energy. So channeling is an energy flow. How come some of us can and some of us? Because some people are so strongly in their ego, in their intellect, what they believe is right and wrong from their perspective, that they actually block everything else out Mm. because they need to be this person because they believe that they are this human being instead of being a soul in a human body. Okay. That the human body has no relevance after this lifetime, really. Um, and that spirit 
lives forever, is eternal, like love, love is eternal, and, and that when we need to know something, we know it. You know, and, and mm. if I, and, and very often the, the best channelers or the people that are also met overseas are very simple people, but they're very open to channeling because they were never actually interfered with, with any kind of knowledge or scientific facts or any kind of facts because we don't need facts for channeling. Now, when you talk about channeling, and this might be a really daft question, but is it that you, you were talking about plants earlier, you said you could channel plants. Is it that the, the plant's energy is taking over your body or if you channel someone on the other side, do they take, how does it work? Do mm. they step in? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> the plant, for instance, everything has a spirit. Mm. So the plant, the tree, a grass, just a grass, it has spirit. And on top of that spirit is a nature spirit. So it is ecology that moves from one fine level into the next. And you get that information just flows in because you are open to divine energies. Those are all divine energies. They all have spirit. So it's not a matter of, but when I do mediumship or I am a psychic, I take on your illness to know what is happening in your body mm. for a short while, or I take on all your troubles to purify them, to transform them with them in a reading so that you can walk out free. That is when you take it on. And... um that can be a curse because you never know whether where you stop and somebody else begins. And I have severe problems in my life with boundaries because I so easily give and, and I'm a typical rescuer, mm. which is of course, um, and I needed to learn a lot about not being a sacrificial lamb, that we're not living in the Piscean age anymore where we hold all hands together and then we drown all happily ever after, you know. <laughs> so it's not working like that again, that we need to be unique. We need to allow other people and trust other people to live their own life and not interfere. Mm. So when I even channel or I have a message for you, I would never come to you and just say, I have a message for you. I would really ask whether I may give you the message because I want to respect people and I want to be respected. So that's off the theme here. But it's how do you clear yourself of other people's stuff? I don't always do that because I live with it. So even when I go to bed, I will think of my partner's, my husband's son or something, and then I start going into that whole space. So I constantly live actually in my mind and other people's lives or I try and figure out their problems or I wake up and I have a weird dream because I've been in somebody's space that is not congruent to my space or there's a lot of problems. So you pick it up. You pick it up like dust in the air. I burn a lot of incense. I burn always candles. I buy pick and pay candles for Africa. I mean, I always burn them. I am very aware in the mornings to actually or in the evenings to lie on the grass or to step onto the wet lawn or to have a good meal that cleanses very often and grounds me to have enough water to see that which I've never done have enough sleep or you know you cleared 
also even by having just a shower and being aware that you actually cleanse your aura as well. So it's very simple techniques. Um, nothing again, airy fairy, mm-hmm. just logical. I know which crystals help me at what time. So I buy certain crystals. When I see a crystal that's really for me, I will take it because even a crystal you channel much clearer, much faster, much more solid with a crystal. For instance, although I use nothing for my channeling because I'm, I'm just good at it. You can channel even by throwing like a kid. I threw milli butter, you know, I just threw those or stones. You don't have to really use bones. You can see a pattern in any pattern um, it's a matter of getting good at something and mm. trusting your gut feeling and uh, you mentioned earlier also about when you have been in some other people's spaces without you wanting to go there i don't i i, I don't quite get that but what i do want to ask is how um how can one then stop that? Because for me, that's kind of like you on a walkabout. And, <laughs> and I know that's, you know, and if you come into my world, how do I then stop that? To say like somebody can't get information uh, or they can't come in. Um, you can't. Can't you? No. Well, you, you can't block somebody because for me, that would be transgression. It's kind of like you're opening my door and I'm not giving you permission. And to that's come what into I'm saying. Door. I don't do that easily. So mm-hmm. when people say to me, well, I would like to know my, about my grandmother, I actually first go step back. Mm-hmm. And I think, no, wait a bit. I need to guard my own energies. It's not about getting into your space because that's not a problem. Yeah, but they give you permission when they ask. Yeah, they give. But if you – I, and that's what I always say. I don't go into your house and, and start muddling with okay. your underwear. I don't do that. Right. So I okay. step away. Very often, and I choose the people that I mix with because I either have very trusted friends and I have a very close circle because the rest I'm really not interested in having everybody's mm-hmm. life in my life. Okay. So it's quite difficult. That's why when somebody asks me, just have a look for my brother or just have a look for my kid and I'm just finished with a day's work, I say, halt. Mm-hmm. I'm not here on constant tap. You know, I don't want to be because it's for me heavy to feel other people's problems. It's a bit disrespectful to go up to someone with your gift and say, do this for me. No, it's not. No, no, no. What I mean is if you go to a party and there's a doctor. Exactly. You don't just go to that doctor and say, you know, I have these symptoms, blah, mm. blah, what's wrong with me? Look because at my it's teeth, disrespectful. please. <laughs> yeah. I, it I, is. I, I feel it's, it's a bit disrespectful. You know, it's respectful. People are very selfish. People are all about themselves. When they meet somebody that can see that's still a weird thing and... I've learned to say, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing because they have no clue how draining this work is. They think it just pops into your mind and then you run about and, you know, you shake it off. It's not like how it works. So people with the gift of channeling or really that use a gift like people as well, like Marianne Williamson or, you know, really good, well-known clairvoyant psychics, they they carry the dark side as well. They have very much um, experiences of depression as well, depression and really deep, dark stuff because they deal with it, especially as a medium. I mean, there wasn't a missed child that I didn't work on in 
you know, till 2000, maybe 2000, even two, when we started the Anaconda, I worked on the Matthew's Child, um, the missing girls and the missing children. Yeah, it's, it's a very dark world and it's not fun. So yes, people come and ask you because they're desperate. What do you do when you misinterpret or get signals wrong, information? Does that ever happen? I very seldom. <clears throat> I had one case where I worked with Felicia Mabuta Sattel on a radio show, and she called me in, and I saw the child on the bed jumping up and down with appearance, and I thought this child was still alive. And they said, that is our child, but I didn't know that it was dead. So I misinterpreted the dead because for me it's not dead, it's still alive, but... I misinterpreted what they asked me, and um, which is maybe besides the point. But Felicia wasn't a very organised person, and everything was late, and everything was 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 chaos. So in the end, that disturbed my energies as well. And I misinterpreted, or when I misinterpret for somebody, you still have a lot of choices. What? So I can lead you to the water. In the end, whether you drink or not is your choice. So I'm not really responsible. I can only give you what comes through. And with time, I've learned that people say I'm actually 94, 98% correct. So I've learned that also after doing 85 productions of TV because I had my own TV show in 2012. So practice makes perfect, but of course, human error comes in. And it depends also on what state you are. I'm sure that when my dad died three months ago when when I did a channeling thereafter, it wasn't as precise as it would be when I have no own trouble, you know, own problems or own loss or 33 hours of no sleep, which I had by flying mm -hmm. to New Zealand. Of course, then you can make a mistake. Um, but that's human error. You know, when you started off, you said um, this this gift is like, say, an athlete who mm. has a natural ability. Mm. Now, if an athlete doesn't sleep, eat well, take care of themselves, Very true. or overtrain, I mean, it, could it be that, you know, there are times when you've used your, your ability so much that you just become depleted? Burned out. I've mm. burned out a lot of times. I mean, I collapsed at the age of 35 with... ME with yuppie flu and fibromyalgia. I have that every time in time, and, you know, because every person is different. So sometimes I overuse the energies. And then in the evenings, I say to Roy, mm. you know, I cannot, don't touch me. I fibromyalgia is, mm. then I know that I need to take care and um, need to sleep well, or I need to eat well. So I know how to take care more of myself now than 10 years ago. Where I just used to, whenever I felt good, I would take in three more clients. Mm -hmm. I would just run with it and completely burn out. So I've burned out a lot. Um, but never to the extent that I landed in hospital because that's not what I could afford. I had to work. So I had to be practical about it. And I knew then that if I really have a bad day, I can count on my one hand when I canceled clients. For a day, you know, and then I would go into the botanical gardens or we live now in a, a state that is very natural growth and that I need that. I need nature. I need sunlight. I need good food. I, I, I know what I need. Marietta, earlier you also spoke about um, when w w this was now off, off air. 
when you had channeled, but you were practically asleep. How does that work? And then what kind of information comes out? Who, I don't know. Who, and, and is it is it correct? Yes. So, so whenever I checked afterwards, or I taped myself mm-hmm. in 1994 when I was doing these medical or even my I did a lot of readings in the evenings then which I don't do anymore because I then fall asleep I give this whole reading whilst I'm asleep and it frightens me because I don't have control I don't hear myself talking because a channeling is not me mm-hmm. I hear myself often saying things and then I think wow this is wisdom from above let me write this down you know because it's so important but when I fall asleep like Edgar Casey and I gave my healings and my readings, well, they made pretty much sense. So it's pure channeling. I'm just an instrument. It's not me. It's I'm just an instrument. I'm just this body that that needs the voice to transfer this information. How can we learn? Well, we just um, finished yesterday a workshop where I teach people to read auras and then to channel with 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 jewelry, which is called psychometry. Mm-hmm. So you use either a piece of paper with writing or you use jewelry, which I did um, 40 years ago. I started channeling my grandmother, etc., and I moved by accident into past lifetimes. But with jewelry, you get the, you know, you get the energy of another person, especially with a watch. So that's why one also cleanses jewelry after somebody passed on because you're so much still in touch with the soul, with the soul that passed on. And with that, with something in your hands or with tarot cards, I do online courses now with numerology, tarot, um, reading of the auras, etc., because those are dream interpretation. Those are the things how you can teach yourself to channel or to get in touch with a system via a system into channeling so that you first used a module like you called it as well, like the tarot cards or any cards for that matter. If you're a real gypsy, I throw out any cards and you read the cards yeah. because you use something as a concentration, point of concentration, and then you get the pictures or you hear or you feel or you know. And then you start channeling and then you become better and better. It's a matter of some people will have interest in and those are the people that most probably are supposed to be using more their intuition, their creativity. And there are other people that are scientists or pure scientists. They will not want to know about this because they're dead scared of the unknown. So they want to have their facts and figures because they don't even believe in God because he's, you know, you can't prove him. So I had those people as well. And do I want to convince them of anything? No, definitely not. They can go their own way. If they're happy, I'm happy, you know. Mm. Not really concerned. Do you get visions of the future? Do you predict the future? Yeah, I do. Most of the time. In every reading, I, pre- I go into the future. That's what I do. So I take them to the point of here and now, and then I show them the next sometimes three, four, five, sometimes ten years forward to actually show them that it goes on. Or when I see a warning for a child that dry- drinks and drives, I will say when I get a warning of these, uh, there could be a death. Can I prevent a death? Maybe not, but when do we know when the hourglass is finished, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, mostly into the future. I don't go into past a lot because the past we change only by the way that we think about it. The future, yes, very much because people come to me, especially businessmen, and they want to know where do I take my business? 
Can you so, change your mind after you've given the reading to say, okay, in mm-hmm. three months there's that and the other's going to happen? You can do or, that. Yes, that's what I mean. Can I the person who does the, yes. gets the reading? Yeah, of course. You have okay. choice to change. It's your full responsibility. You know, where I, I try and delete the reading as soon as you walk out, I actually forget about it. If you see you in the street again, I won't remember when. what was your story or Susie is your daughter or whatever. And can you? Now, I'm asking you this because I have, over the years, met many people who are psychic, but their own lives are in shambles. Can you predict your own future? And do you? I've seen many things, and especially relationships was my downfall. <clears throat> and I would see myself as a bride, and I turn around and I have a skull as a face. Mm. I knew how that marriage would end, and it was really horrific. So, yes, but I still do believe that I had to go through those um, experiences to now, when a woman comes into my door today and she's been through a horrific abusive relationship, I I mean, it, it gives me goose flesh and I know exactly in what space she is and where she is psychologically as a victim in that process and how to help somebody. So I believe that I needed to have all these experiences. Otherwise, I wouldn't know how to help because if you never had spinach, how do you know how it tastes? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's, yeah. Or it's how the it experience. makes you feel. Mm. So it's still, you said you use uh, that thing with jewelry and paper and so on uh, to, to channel. So so what would I do if I've, I've got my little trinkets on my arm? What would what would I do um, to get information? So if I give you this, yes. what would you do? How would you connect with it? First of all, what you can do is also meditation is a very good way of getting out of your head into a space of stillness and peace. So by even just focusing on your breath, you would get into a different space that you would actually be in the body or just focusing on your heart, for instance. Still with Liesl's little yes, trinket in my you would, hand. You would wash your hands first if you okay. really want clear information, and you would put those trinkets into your hand. You would close your eyes. You would first meditate, ask for help from above, that your channeling is clear or that you stay clear, that you stay protected. I use a lot the Yabes prayer for okay. protection and for general, you know, not causing havoc. Mm-hmm. Out there and for anybody And then you would close your eyes And you would see what information comes through By feeling it, by getting the impression of it And then you get pictures Depends on where you're strong In what sense you're strong Some people will get tastes Or they will suddenly see images or symbols Or they would just get the feelings If they're stronger in their feelings And their psychicness And as you practice that The better you get So you can be wrong the first time And the second time Oh you time can be wrong very can, wrong um, okay. Initially But you will pick up stuff More right stuff If you've already meditated Or mm. you use prayer and rituals As a regular thing Which more and more people use So, what, And mm. when is it appropriate To go looking for information about someone? Depends if somebody asks you And you want to help them in a different way. You can say, give this to me. I practice this or I try this. And doing it with a friend or saying, give me some information or what do you pick up here? It can be initially a bit of a game, but inverted Mm -hmm. commas, because I learned hard lessons by doing this as a party game, because it's not a party game. You know, one doesn't 
play around with information when the end you say to somebody, oh, my God, you're going to have cancer if you're not careful. And, you know, that's not a party game. So it's not a party game. It needs to be respected and it needs to be sacred. And you don't mix it with alcohol and drugs. So, yes, you need to have a clear life. I I don't eat a lot of red meat. I I don't I, I feel the fear of the animal that dies. I I I try and live clean, okay. clear, um, solid, so that you don't interfere into energies. For instance, with alcohol. Okay, we mm. have to unfortunately leave yes. it there because you just opened that tap now, but that tap has to close. <laughs> I have about 700 more questions, so I do think we'll have to ask you back. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to start on those questions because uh, Palesa is sitting here with a very long ruler, and she's going to beat me over the head. So uh, I think from me, Liesl, Tom, thank you very much. Thank you Thanks very for much. Listening. It was a pleasure. Go well. Thank you. And also from me, Shemaine Harris. Marietta, thank, thank you, you so much for being here. It was nice meeting you again. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank Bye-bye you. Now. Bye-bye. Cliffcentral.com